This podcast was produced by Big Night Media, a proud partner of Big Night Entertainment. Hey, you know what? It's really fun to be here. Y'all know that theme music. What's up, what's up, what's up? How we doing, how we doing? And welcome to episode 162, episode 162 of the Banner Banter Podcast. I am your host and favorite Boston Celtics season ticket holder, Timmy G. How's everyone doing? Hope everyone had a great Wednesday. You can find me on the Twitter machine at Banner Banter 18 or on Facebook and Instagram at Banner Banter Podcast. And as you know, part of the Big Night Media team with some awesome podcasts like A Chance to Strive, Rambling with a Purpose, Boston Uncommon with Joe Maz, The Marky P Show, Those Girls You Know, Eat the Damn Cake, Let's Be Clear with Kayla, Drinks After Work, On the Promoter. He's the DJ, Burnt Toast, it's always something with JD, Music You're Missing, and 30 Flirting and Surviving. If you're into sports cards, don't forget to check out Big Night Breaks. You can also go down to Patriot Place, check out Card Vault if you want to do it in person rather than following Big Night Breaks on Facebook, Instagram, whatnot, and YouTube. And you can always get your banner banter merchandise at BigNightShop.com. Also, don't forget, Timmy Ticket Tuesday. Every single Tuesday, follow Big Night Media for free tickets for shows at Big Night Live. Okay. So that's that. Um, my voice is shot. This is going to be a long podcast. And what I mean by that is, oh my God, I have to listen to this kid talk like this for the whole time. Yeah, it's it's because I care. It's because I care about my Boston Celtics who beat the Brooklyn Nets 114-107. to 107. They are now up two games to zero in their first round matchup against the Brooklyn Nets. The Boston Celtics are actually 40-1 all time when winning the first two games of a playoff series. And the Nets are 0-7 all time so that's great that's a good look right but game three is on saturday 7 30 p.m in brooklyn on espn and then game four is on monday at 7 p.m on tnt and if game five is a thing which i think most likely it will be it will be wednesday night at td garden Rob Williams. Let's talk about him real quick. Rob Williams is now doing three-on-three, according to Ime Adoka. Ime said he is progressing pretty well, uh, but still not ready, and they are not expecting him in this series at all, which I am perfectly fine with as long as they win this series. But the Celtics now have five tries to only win two games. And let me say this before we dive deep, okay? Of course, we are feeling good. We're feeling delicious. We're feeling delightful. My voice is shot for good reason. I love TD Garden. I love Section 315. I love my friends that come with me to the games. I don't love Mac updates because this podcast is going to come out a little bit later than usual just because it took 45 minutes for the Mac to update and I'm in no state for any patience in any way, state, or form uh, for stupid computer updates. But here we are. We're focused. We're ready to go. But if Marcus Smart keeps doing these wild you know what? Let me say this. Congratulations to Marcus Smart for winning Defensive Player of the Year. Very cool. Can we all move past it now? Like, nice little 48-hour celebration, but can we all move on? 
Okay, great. He won it. He deserved it. Let's move on. But if Marcus Smart keeps doing these wild, weird, crazy, heads-up, non-Marcus Smart over the last seven or eight years type of plays late in the games, I may not make it to my 38th birthday. I'm 37 right now. I know everyone and their mother sent me that clip of Marcus Smart looking at his left hand, Jalen also looking at his left hand. But has anyone looked at my heart rate? Like... When that that play drove me bananas. I mean, if there was a time where Marcus Smart could have shot the ball and everyone would have been somewhat okay with it, that was the three-point shot he could have taken. I mean, he was wide open, wide open. And then he decided to, sh- to take another shot fake again, like two times. Like, you can't do that in back-to-back games, bro. You, you, you can't do it. You, 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 oh, my God. I mean, he was wide open. No one would have been upset if he shot it. And then you say, nah, I'm good. And then you're going to take a floating, left-handed, off-balance, baby hook off the glass? Nope. 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 Marcus needs to realize that there are people that care too much about this basketball team in the stands. And those type of plays are going to kill people. Like myself. That was too much. I mean, I'm glad it went in. I mean, holy fucking shit. But no. Nope. Nope. That ain't it. That ain't it. So now that that's off my chest, let me just say this right now. Number 12, bravo. Number 12, job well done. Number 12, that was impressive. Number 12, why can't you do that more often? I mean, it was a tough night for the number 12 crowd. No joke. If you're a Grant Williams fan, great night. But the number 12 crowd, that was a tough night. Tough night. But a few things about that because you know I always find something negative with him. I understand number 12 had a terrible game one. And I understand he was arguably the most important part of that game last night, game two. But he also needs to realize that he is not Jesus Christ superstar because of it. I mean, he's got to stop looking for calls. He's got to stop complaining to the refs. And don't get in Jalen's face because you didn't get a pass. Now, this moment where he got angry at Jalen and Ime had to separate him could have changed the game. But in all seriousness... Number 12, what a game. The shots fell. The defense was there. I said in episode 160, his free throw shooting has gone unnoticed this year. He went 6-6 six six from the line. But he's still minus 8 in this series. And the Celtics are a plus 8 in this series. So that ain't a great look. See, I always find something negative with Grant. I really do. I, I, th- I think it's very impressive on my end. But number 12, you, you killed it last night. Well, you know what? You deserve this. Great game grant williams great game i'll call you by your name after that game for sure all right let's do a little humble bragging here and talk about things that i said in episode 160 and 161 and see how they played out first off jalen brown is the most important player in the series i've been saying it all goddamn year long jalen brown is the most important player to this boston celtics team jalen brown first half three out of six zero of two from three and a minus 15 minus 15 he finished with 22 points, 9 of 18 from the field, 2 of 6 from 3, and was a plus 1. Jalen Brown was a plus 16 in the second half. He took over that basketball game. Jalen said, fuck this. I got this. And he is the reason why this team won this game. He ended up with 6 assists, 3 steals. Beautiful. But here's the thing. Can we stop thinking Jalen Brown can take advantage of, of like mismatches? Because he hasn't been able to take advantage of Seth Curry in the post in this series. I'm so sick of those lob passes. Uh, Jason did it a couple times in game two. 
Marcus did a couple times in game one. Just don't lob the ball to Jalen Brown in the post, please, for the love of God. It's driving me absolutely fucking bonkers. Jalen Brown couldn't even take advantage of Kyle Korver back in the day when they were playing the Cavs in the Eastern Conference Finals. He's not going to be able to take advantage of Seth Curry in the post, and that's okay. He can do it in different ways, off the dribble, off a screen, what he can curl, whatever the case may be. But the entry passes need to stop. The entry passes last night from Jalen Brown, I'm, I'm sorry, from Jason Tatum and Marcus Smart were softer than an ice cream helmet at Fenway Park. It was awful. It was awful. They're, they're, they're just such bad passes, and they're driving me nuts. You don't have to force that pass. Just throw a bounce pass, swing it around, have Jalen come off of a curl, or maybe find, go to the other side of the paint and post up that way. I can't stand it. Oh, my God. I can't stand it. Oh, those things are driving me nuts. I mean, the turnovers were down a little bit. Still some really fucking stupid turnovers. But overall, just stop the entry passes. But And if you're not going to stop the entry passes, at least do it with some passion. For the love of God. Number two, Jason Tatum. I thought he was going to average 29, 8, and 6 in this. Well, that ain't happening as of right now. Definitely an off night last night for Jason Tatum. Nets did an unreal job on him defensively. He took a lot of stupid fucking shots, but that's okay. 10 assists. 16 assists in two games. Getting others others involved. You love to see it. Folks, I am I am doing unwell right now. Oh, man. Whew. I gave it my all last night at TD Garden. My God. Um, Jason Tatum. Back to Jason Tatum. Yes. Uh, his defense was bonkers. He worked his ass off. He gave Durant some really, really tough looks. And I think this is one of the sneaky things that really won't be talked about. Everyone's going to talk about how Kyrie stunk in this game, 4 of 13. I think he only had like one or two assists, minus nine. The Celtics defense was great on him. But the Celtics defense on Durant was unreal. Yes, I understand he went to the free throw line like 20 times. If you want to complain about the refs, fine, whatever. Do you, boo-boo? I, I hate when they do that because the Nets actually had more fouls than the Celtics did, so you really can't complain about that. But, I mean, there were two calls that the refs made that I wanted to jump off the balcony and tackle them, like that missed uh, goaltending call towards Jason Tatum. Uh, I think it was in the first half. That was terrible. But Kevin Durant went 4 of 17 from the field. The Celtics' defense was all over him, maybe a little too aggressive at times, which is why he went to the free throw line 20 times. Well, he just took 20 free throws. He really didn't go to the free throw line 20 times. But he took 20 free throws. They were physical. They hedged. They trapped him. They tried to double him. Very impressive. Different looks, different schemes. Bravo by Ime Adoka there. But the defense on Kevin Durant so far in this series is why the Celtics are up 2-0. Kyrie's going to get his. And if Kyrie doesn't get his, he stinks. And that happens, you know, just like Jason Tatum didn't get his. He stunk. But he found different ways to get the team involved. Kyrie couldn't do that. But the defense on Kevin Durant <clears throat> was phenomenal in Game 1 and phenomenal in Game 2. Bravo. Now, the three things that I talked about in Episode 161 that I thought they needed to do to win this game. Number one, win the points in the paint. And they did that, 44-34. to 34. They won Game 1, I think, by like 24 or 26, whatever the case may be. Still impressive that they only won by 10. They attacked the rim. It was ugly at times, but they didn't stop. Because over the years, you could say the Celtics team has kind of stopped. Um, when they got frustrated. They didn't want to attack the rim. They decided to shoot more threes, and they shot a lot of threes in the first half that I was not very happy about, but that's okay. But this is something that has to continue. Some of the shots were forced. Some of the shots were ugly, and that's okay. And they may get less calls in Brooklyn, and again, that's okay, but eventually those the free throws will show up, the free throws will fall, and the layups will fall too. So keep attacking the rim, please. 
And then I asked the Celtics for 25 assists. And what did they do? They gave me 27. Because their record with 25 assists or more, if you listen to this podcast, I talk about it all the time. When the Celtics have 25 assists or more, they're very, very hard to beat. They got 27, 11 more than the Nets. This is key, folks. Make the Nets work on defense. Pass it, swing it, keep it going. I, I don't care how you do it. Just keep it going, find that open shot. And it worked in the second quarter. It was absolutely, I'm, I'm sorry, not the second quarter, the second half. It was phenomenal. And then rebound the ball. Control the boards. Well, I mean, it was kind of a thing. I mean, Bruce Brown started off that game on a 9-0 run, which was very annoying. He was talking his shit, as he should. I mean, he's from Dorchester. we got to give him his props. But the Celtics looked clueless out there during those during that 9-0 run to start the game, and they really couldn't rebound. And listen, I understand the Nets had a lot of long, frustrating offensive rebounds that, you know, if some of those shots were a little bit shorter, the rebounds aren't as long, and the Celtics can get those, but the Celtics got their rebounds when they needed to. Some of them weren't ideal, and that's okay. But the Celtics were down, I think, nine. What, 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 what was it? Think, Tim, think. Oh, man. Uh, the, the Celtics were down 19-13 to 13 in the first half in rebounds and then came back and tied it up 36-36 to 36 at the end of the game. So that means they won the rebound battle 23-17 to 17 in the second half, and that was huge. A very, very important part of that game. Like, for real. It was very, very important. So what do the Celtics have to do in Brooklyn on Saturday and Monday night. Reports are Ben Simmons will be coming back for Game 4. I will believe it when I see it. I won't talk about him until then. But the bench has to outperform Gorgon Dragic. For the love of God. Peyton Pritchard in the second half was unreal. Team high, plus 15. He attacked. He found his spots. He hit his shots. Beautiful. Well done, Peyton. Bravo. He had as many rebounds as Jalen did. Peyton Pritchard is a sneaky good rebounder. I don't know how he finds his way in there, but he does. The, the kid isn't afraid of anything. He's not afraid of the moment, and I love that. He has zero fear at all. So a, a hell of a performance by number 12 and Peyton Pritchard in this game. You Arguably two of the most important pieces of this game. You could say that they might have been more important to this win than Jalen and Jason. No joke. But they got to slow down Drogic. If you can limit this Nets bench... That puts more pressure on Kyrie, Durant, Seth Curry, Drummond, Bruce Brown. Because, listen, Kyrie ain't going 4 of 13 again. Let's be honest. I don't care how much he complimented Ime after the game or Brad Stevens after the game. But if you can hold this Nets bench to under 20 points, you are asking the rest of that team to do so much more. I, I, I said it in episode 160 when I was previewing the series. Drogic is a Celtics killer. He's always played very, very well against the Celtics. Someone that... I don't know, for whatever reason, loves playing against the Celtics. But here's the thing. He only has one move. He dribbles, he spins, he shoots. That's all that he does. Like, can we get a scattering report, please? Can, can, can we send it to the players? He dribbles, he shoots, and that's it. It's so infuriating. So, number one, in Brooklyn, limit their bench scoring. Or have DW9, a.k.a. Derek White, step up just one time. He has been, he's been good defensively. He's made some nice little plays here and there. But... If Derek White can give us like a 13 or 14 point game, Peyton Pritchard can give us a 12 or 13 point game, and number 12 can give us 7 or 8 points, and you limit that bench to 8 points, you're going to steal a game in Brooklyn. It's got to happen. Number two, win the battle of the boards. Again, don't tie. Don't be down. This Nets team is good. They are talented. You cannot give them second chance points. Drogic got a lot of his points off of second chances. Same with Seth Curry, who went 4 of 6 from 3. I'm sure most of those 
three-pointers were off a second chance. I'm, I'm not even kidding. The second chance points were very infuriating. I don't have the stats in front of me. I wish I did. Um, I don't know how many second chance points they got. I, to be honest with you, I don't care. It was just noticeable in this game. And then number three, before I end this podcast, Jalen and Jason need to have their moment on the road in the playoff series. Listen, the Celtics had the third best road scoring differential in the last 20 years in the NBA. They won their road games this year by seven and a half points. The highest in the last 20 years was the 2008 Celtics team. It was the Celtics, the Spurs, and then this year's team. The Celtics had 19 road games this year where they had 20-point leads. They had 41 home games, so literally um, 41 road games. They literally had almost half of their games on the road where they won by 20 points. Jalen and Jason need to steal one on the road because let's be honest, you're going to lose one in Brooklyn, most likely. I'm, I'm just being realistic. I know I'm an asshole for being realistic. But if you win one in Brooklyn, there is no shot in hell that this Nets team comes to TD Garden for Game 5 next Wednesday and wins the basketball game. Zero. The Jays had an off night. That's okay. It happens. I'm fine with it because they still got the W. Other people stepped up. But it is time to make up for a shitty game and win one in Brooklyn. Win both. I mean, make my nipples hard. Win both. But just steal one. It cannot come back 2-2 for Game 5. It cannot. It can't happen. But that's it for Episode 162 of the Banner Branch Podcast. Episode 163 will be out Sunday morning. Thank you so much for all your support uh, this season, this week. It's been a lot of fun uh, to see all the support that I've been getting. I really appreciate it. You can still check out my 15-second radio spot on WEI, the Sports Hub, KISS 108, and Jim 94.5 if you're in the Boston area. And, yeah, I think that's going to be it for this week of the podcast. Sorry about my voice. And we'll talk to you on Sunday morning. Toodles and noodles, X's and O's. Bye-bye. Sorry, but I'm gone. I'm history. And I dedicated my life to the Boston Celtics. I dedicated my life to the fans of Boston. I did my very best to please each and every one of you. Good night.